for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips, demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. Well, a very good morning to everyone. We are here. It is, what, July da, 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 15th already. My goodness. We just take off a week, and I thought I was supposed to be here last week. But here we are. We're all back, charged up, ready to go. And we've got quite a panel, quite a cast already assembled and just one quick announcement. The computer presentation winner will be announced next week on the 22nd on the Coffee Club. So let's, I want to make sure that we want to give anybody a chance to who hasn't entered that could send an email to bill at billsparks.org or call 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. Press option 1 and say exactly what, what you're trying to do. All right. Uh, panel, 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 panel. Where do I start? I guess we might as well start in Albany, New York, because um, Jeff's going to talk the loudest and the fastest anyway. So let's get started with Jeff. 
Well, good morning, everybody, here in beautiful Albany, New York. Another hot and humid day is going to be headed our way, and it's going to get a lot worse for the weekend. So, But that's okay. The warmer, the better. I love it. I truly love it. So I'm doing good. Everything is good here in Albany, and I'm just enjoying the summer, Bill. There you go. Well, let's go to Minneapolis, Minnesota. We drug him out of vacation to come on today. Tim, how are you? Oh, not too bad. It's uh, nice weather here for a change. Um, it's 59 degrees, <laughs> which is really nice. And uh, it's supposed to be cooler today, but then we're supposed to get into the mid-90s by the weekend. Anyway, and uh, enjoying my vacation. Uh, miss miss all the listeners, though. It's It's something that you can't get away from i guess no it's something that just gets in your blood if i don't hear my listeners then i get a little uh well whatever let's go to carbon county pennsylvania real quick and kathy do you have a few words for us yes good morning thank you for welcoming me back again today i appreciate that and thank you for being here and it's good to be a part of it and it's a nice day here in carbon county as well and speaking of carbon today i'm going to be speaking about uh my town here in carbon county and uh, so i look forward to doing that i've been studying i'm i've been studying real hard so i make bill and everybody proud <laughs> Well, so well, the teacher, the teacher was studying. <laughs> the teacher was studying. Well, well, we'll be listening to that in just a moment, Jenny. In the downstairs, way down there in your office. I am hiding out down here. You're hiding out there in your office. Is that what you're doing? That's what I'm doing. Ah, okay. Well, we'll 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 let you hide out there if that's where you want to hide out. Well, I would hide out outside, but I'd probably get visitors, so any place else I hide. <laughs> All right, so you're visitor-free for right now. All right, let's go to Michael Off in Evansville, Indiana. Mike, how are you? Oh, good morning, everyone. Doing very well. Talking through my new webcam, which I'll have to switch microphones uh, for this event. But uh, I had a great career fair yesterday at the NFB. Of course, attended all of ACB last week, so it's interesting to uh, experience both conventions and kind of how they do things similar, similarly but differently. Well, hey, that's, uh, you know. I've got a new TV device called an HD Home Run. Now, let's watch TV through my iPhone. And so we're playing with that and figuring that out and how to get all the channels to come in and how to record and all that cool stuff. So very, very, very good. Well, we'll get back to th that and talk a little bit about that HD home run, but more importantly, your observations on the conventions, you know. Um, th uh, what I was telling them, uh, the, uh, the Amazon at the ACB is going to be pretty similar to what Amazon talks about it in FB. I don't think their product have changed too much within a week. But uh, it's always good information, no matter how you listen, where you listen. Let's see, where do I need to go on the panel? Chris and Dave. We're good. It's um, about 61 here and going to get hot, but we're we're doing well. Very Still good. don't have our dishwasher fixed. 
You have to wash those dishes now, don't gotta you? Gotta wash those dishes. Oh my, 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 my! But you're gonna. Yeah, have... it not only it not only doesn't dry now because he had to take a cut a wire to get a part out. Now it doesn't even wash. Oh, oh man! Not a good deal. But if, if for somebody who didn't want it, who never thought they would use a dishwasher, I use a dishwasher all the time. Hmm. Once I started, yeah. they come in handy. <laughs> you might have to buy a new dishwasher, Dave. That's I already name. have one picked out. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 Chris, right? No, I'm just kidding, Chris. Don't kill me. <laughs> well, now we need to know what kind you have. It is a Bosch, and it's ah. wonderful. It has one button for every setting. So the button for, you have a button for normal, a button for light, a button for rinse, a button for everything. Does it have more than one thing to put dishes in? Because some of those boxes. It has have... three racks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is kind of nice. They're expensive. I hope they don't fix the old one. <laughs> you can hide a bunch of dishes in there. Yeah. But, you know, those boxes oh. aren't cheap, you know, Chris. And I know that, they, that they're very well rated by Consumer Reports. Well, I'm willing to pay some on it. I'm hoping they'll give us a little bit of money if they can't fix this one. But By the way, my, my phone number is this and my address is this. And you can send me the money for the Bosch dishwasher, Chris. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> You'll have to do no. a GoFundMe page. <laughs> I knew you were going to no, say I'm that. I'm curious when you're talking about one button per thing. Mine is that way, but I can't tell whether they're on or off. Well, that's probably going to be true. Um, we may have to use a light probe for that. Yeah, but that's what I, I do. I pretty much use the same one all the time, but at least I have the option to switch it. If I, There are times I would kind of like to just run a rinse. If it's like yeah. the one we have in Florida, it usually stays on that normal setting unless you change yeah, they it. Yeah, do. So you can just hit the start button. It'll stay yeah. on the last one you put it on. The lady even went and looked up the manual on the web for us and told us some stuff about it and everything. It, the only time it's a problem is if you have, like, maybe grandchildren coming over to visit and they like pushing buttons. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll lock it at that point. But our grandchild, our youngest one's old enough to know better, so. Yeah. Is there is there an advantage to having more than one rack in a dishwasher, Chris? Because I I mean I'm, I'm I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You can put you usually put your plasticware and maybe some of the uh, glasses or something up top. This one has a third rack where you can lay. Well, it's you can do whatever. But when I saw it, I immediately thought of laying big, huge, long spoons up there that I use sometimes and stuff like that. Okay, because I mean mine has two racks, but I mean I I've never seen one with just one yeah I, I see what you're saying well usually the bottom rack's wider for plates and things so i always put the glasses and right unless they're real tall tumblers or something up in the top right pa uh, glass uh, plates shorter. plates and pans and stuff yeah well one thing about the dishwasher i can tell you if from from a friend of mine who has a bosch is they're very very quiet you can you can barely hear that they're running that's how, that's how this this is rated 44 decibels yeah, ours, well, we have a Whirlpool, and it's real quiet. And I, I always joke about that. Remember those commercials for Whirlpool? I, yeah. I'm calling you from the kitchen, and the dishwasher is on. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that with the GE at, at the Florida house. Uh, okay, we got everybody on the panel? Yeah, and we do have some hands raised. All so right. let's, let's go for it. All right, let's start with the person in the out, out in the Chicago area. Oh, right, 312. Maybe. Go ahead. Good morning, Bob here in Michigan. 
Uh, we're going to have a heat wave, I guess, get into the 90s again. Question for Tim. Is uh, it possible to get the convention on smart speaker this year? Yeah, let me think. It's enable. Um, uh, let me look it up here. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know it. But I don't want to give you the wrong thing. So I'll, I'll be back in a second and let you know. Okay, next on our list of uh, participants is Jerry out here in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, well, say good morning to everybody. It is uh, 70 degrees here in Indiana, PA, going to 89. And I'm happy to report that, that Judy is doing very well with her physical therapy. And if the Lord wills, she'll be back with me over the weekend. That's a very good thing. Yep. And thank you guys for your prayers and thoughts and support. Very, very good, Jerry. All right. Thank you very much, Jerry. And we have Joe in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Before. Uh, Good morning. Okay, hold on one second, Joe. Go ahead. I was going to say for uh, um, the people for the NFB convention using Amazon devices, I assume it's the same for Google, but no, it probably isn't. Uh, Enable nation's blind skill that's nation's blind skill yeah and right now they're playing speeches and things but it's just the sessions they're going to have on there they're not carrying the other meetings like the amazon presentations and things like that right no you need to go to nfp.org slash convention and you can uh, everything is public, but you'll have to use Zoom to listen to all the different events that are taking place. And yeah, I will tell you, and Mike could talk about it later, but I got to hear the Amazon presentation yesterday, so I can tell you it was quite good. So, very, Okay, very Joe. Good. I'm sorry, Bill. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Joe. Okay, go ahead, Joe. Okay. Good Good morning. This is Joe with Ellen here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, 73 degrees, up to 93, down to 70. We've had, just like everyone else, we've had record-breaking temperatures. We've got up to 106 degrees. Well, yes, that's because of the ACB convention. It was hot. No, I just, uh, <laughs> but anyway, it was a very interesting experience, zooming along. But I actually look forward to Mike's comments uh, about about the two conventions, how they differ, and everything. So that sounds cool. Well, you you'll get your chance. You will get your chance, Joe. Uh, uh, who's next, Jeff? Okay, it's going to be. Go ahead, Gail. Yeah. Go ahead. Hi. Um... I've been listening to the NFB convention. I was listening to something yesterday. A company called the Harvalt Company had a Zoom session. I kind of, you know, got in and in the well toward the end of it, but it was interesting. And I'm still looking for a talking clock. I mean, calendar calculator clock, the sharp ones, the old combination ones. And I just recently had gotten a new headset from my computer people. Uh, so, <laughs> and it's working like a charm. Well, All right, very good, Gail. Very Next good. is is our favorite. Oh no! You oh yes! Mean, you don't mean the go seven, ahead, Bill. The seven seven three. Can you hear me? Oh yeah! yeah. Can you, are you there, All Bill? Right. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Uh, yeah, it's about eighty degrees here this morning. Going to have thunderstorms this afternoon. Severe winds, they say. 
And then by Saturday, we're supposed to be up to about 98 degrees with a heat factor of 106 to 111. And it's otherwise been okay. And I listened to ACB. And also, I, I heard Mike mention the NFB convention. You go to the NFB org slash convention. Well, the thing of it is, you better have a book of codes because if you want each session, every Zoom session has a different ID, ID code. Because I, I looked at their schedule. And I mean, it's like, Every every session's got a different Zoom ID code, so you'll need a book of codes to if you're not looking every day on your computer. <laughs> That's about it. But you guys, I guess everybody's doing okay. Anybody? I've only had two people that I know that's had the virus. And I was there in a different state, but they've had it, and they've they survived it. And that's. That's about it. I'm sure you'll be back for more. I'm positive of it. So it depends on what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, of course, i got to harass you, though. That's true. But <laughs> I've never seen anything that you don't know anything about. Oh, so, oh another thing. You know, Dave and Chris, your dishwasher, uh, I have a Maytag, and it works the same as the Bosch. One button. And then also, uh, Tim, I use a light probe on mine because you can change it by using the lights. And it does the same thing. And mine runs so quiet, I can't even hear it run. i got to put my ear down to it to hear it. My daughter says the quiet, the most quiet dishwasher she ever heard because before I had an a, uh, HLG and it went bad, the pump went bad, and they couldn't get parts. So I had to buy a new one. They couldn't find parts anywhere in the United States because the LG is made in Korea. And you couldn't get parts for it. So about a year, year and a half ago, I had to buy a brand new dishwasher. But I bought a Maytag because everything in my house is Maytag. Very good. Well, William. that means the Maytag repairman won't be busy because in those commercials it says he's looking for work because the Maytag is so reliable. Right, Bill? You got it. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I've only had, well, let's see, I've had a Maytag range here now for 12 years. Nothing went wrong with it. The only thing was the dishwasher. I bought the LG and then it went bad. And they couldn't find a pump. No matter where they looked, you couldn't find a pump, and they didn't. And they weren't making any pump more pumps for that model I had. And it was That's only like problem. two, We're having like no two parts. years old. Yeah, no it was like part. two years old. Chris, I got a right. sledgehammer that could fix it. Uh, no, if we do that, I won't get my new one. <laughs> oh, that's right. true. We gotta wait a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. All right, but thank Bosch, you, Bill. Bosch, oh, Bosch is a good one, though. Bosch yeah. is really good, though. Okay. Okay, Correct. thanks, Bill. Do we have any more hands, Jeff? Yeah, we got Nancy coming up. Okay. I believe. Go ahead, Nancy. Okay, hello. Um, I decided to join this morning because I have um, a little bit of extra time. But anyway, I just have to make a comment about dishwashers. <laughs> the apartment building provides our dishwashers, and they are the noisiest things you can possibly imagine. But if you think for one minute I'm going to replace it and buy something for them to have the benefit of, in the end, if I move, forget it. I'll use what they provide. At least it works. But it's noisy. But anyway, it's good to be here, and um, I'll just listen and enjoy. Thanks. Hey, we're glad you're here, and Thank you. I know about those dishwashers, but like <laughs> yes, you, you said, they're, they're better than nothing. <laughs> it's kind of like this one in here is that we, when we moved in, it's better than nothing, and right. I mean nothing. It's not one of the better ones. I think it's got Chris and Dave's problem. I don't think it dries too good either. 
I got to ask you one question, Chris and Dave. My sister always gets upset with me because she says, you really shouldn't leave your apartment with the dishwasher running if you have to go out for the afternoon. And I'm saying, I don't see it as a problem. But she says, what happens if it floods and something happens? Well, I said, well, then then I got a problem, I guess. But do you, do you believe in that theory, Dave, at all? Uh, Dave, is he stepped away for just a minute. But we do sometimes go off and leave it on. Not normally, but because normally if we're going somewhere, it's out to eat. So I don't need to run the dishwasher. But yeah, I used to go off and leave mine on all the time. Okay. Yes, if it floods, you got a problem. But I took the risk. I oh, agree. It we was small. Did. Fran, you're next. Hello. Go ahead. You're on. Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, here, here I am. I was. I think I need more coffee. Anyway, um, good morning, everybody. It's going to be about, oh, probably in triple digits today here in Texas. Um, and I have been spending my time fighting with Walmart's site. It's not very accessible, I don't think. And um, uh, then a lot of times when you find things, they, they don't have them. It's like out of stock, out of stock, out of stock. It's about everything I found when I finally did find the stuff was out of stock. You're going to so, you're going to find a lot of that right now, unfortunately. Um, and it it's not unique to Walmart, unfortunately. I I had th three major things I wanted last week when I ordered from Walmart. Everybody here that lives in the house got what they wanted, but I was shut out on all three of my things. And oh, that's not fair. It wasn't fair, and and. So I lost out on all three things, and I forgot what they were. Um, oh, I know. I wanted a baked ham. I was going to bake a ham. Mm -hmm. Gone. Steaks, gone. And the least thing I needed was least was the least expensive was their thing of honey buns. Gone. So I was 0 for 3. Yeah. So, wow. Well, um... um so I still haven't solved my, what do I do with the food stamps, you know, because of the, I was trying Walmart because of the um, fact that I could use food stamps on their delivery, but, but uh, we probably need to talk like we did the other week off market. Are you, is it wholesale foods you're not finding? I mean, a lot of foods that you're not finding or is this specific it's things? A, it's a lot of things um, like some of the frozen dinners and things like that that I usually get. I couldn't I couldn't find those. Um, yeah, meat is hard to come by on there. Um, um, one of the things that I'm able to do is because you're you're going up there typing them in. I'm such a bad speller. I've learned. I am too. I'm telling you, I couldn't spell cat. I don't think. Is that K A T? <laughs> Something like that. But what I'm trying to say is, I'm able to. K A T, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Gary says it's K A T T. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. But I'm able to go down and hit a dictate button on my phone and say whatever kind of frozen dinner you want. Like, what? What? can you give me an example of one of the frozen dinners you can't find? And I'm going to go. Oh, uh, let's see. Marie Callender's turkey and dressing. Oh, that's good stuff, too. 
Yeah, uh, it is. If you're going to have a frozen dinner, Marie Callender's is about as good as you can get. Yeah, I usually stick with Marie Callender's or Stouffer's. Right. Well, maybe we'll talk off mic either later today or tomorrow, and we'll we'll try to do some searching together. The other question is: the other day you were having a problem with your with your Winamp, and Tim is in. Did you get Winamp fixed? Um. Well, it's sort. I have to check. I can. I found one folder that'll let me play it. But if I try to play the folder that my main music is on on my um external drive it seems to play one song and it won't play you know skip to the next song all right but it, it will in one folder and it won't in the other so i'm not sure i just got it to do it yesterday so did, just listen a few minutes and we'll tell you what to do and how to screw it up okay. I promise you. <laughs> but no we can fix that problem for you but the yeah uh, jerry can't know. even get into his it throws him out every time he goes into winamp Oh. That's even a worse problem than mine. Oh. All right. <laughs> I think I know the phone number. So yep. we'll be talking. Okay. Sounds good. We will be talking. Uh, right. Now, as far as the food stamp thing, the state, uh, apparently that's not just you. Apparently a lot of people are having that. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Because you have to go into, that's what happened. I went, um, for those who don't know, I went into the store here, my local grocery store, and they wouldn't help me because of the social distancing. So, um, you know, they, they said they're not doing personal shopping anymore. You know, so, you need to talk to the manager, Fran. I will tell I you, I, I was at, I was at ShopRite on, what's today? Today's Wednesday on Monday. And I mm -hmm. was with my daughter, who can see. But I said, you know, people who are blind want to do shopping. And I said, what do we do as blind people if we come into the store? And I talked to the manager. He was very, very nice to me. And he said, look, he said, we do help people who are visually impaired out. There are people who come into our store. And I don't care about the social distancing. You're wearing a mask. We're wearing a mask. And we will help you out. So yeah, see, I wish our store had that attitude. Because but I you need to talk. To but you don't. You don't. You don't need to talk to the grocery manager. You need to talk to the the head manager at Walmart, someone who's at top at the Walmart store that you're in, and explain yeah, the situation. The HB, yeah, that's or, or whatever it is. But you need right. to talk to someone in authority at that store and, and explain the situation. I was thinking about either calling or writing writing a letter and calling to their corporate. Yeah. Um, because this store has a reputation for being very good at helping you know very willing and and you know very good about helping people with disabilities and um you know they have a good reputation around austin as treating their employees well and helping the disabled and all that and now they're you know so i'm i'm trying to come at it from the standpoint of what can we do about this you know instead of being angry and so okay, you know what how can we solve this problem because you know there's some of us that need to come into the store and we don't always have people to help us you know i don't i, I don't have like we don't have a lot of fam we don't have a lot of family here or you know anybody to take us to the store so we have to do it ourselves and um i did have somebody take me to the store the other day and that was really great but you know if i have to go myself um i want to be able to do it you know i want to be able to get somebody to help me shop but if i and i need to use my food stamps which is why i need to go into the store because well, you have to swipe a card maybe you could contact their corporate headquarters friend not the store but the corporate headquarters and explain the situation to someone in corporate about it they, they have yeah. a number of they, they're not that that's not the only store so they do have a number of stores so if right. you could find out how to get in touch with their corporate headquarters maybe you can get somewhere that way 
And I will try. And we're going to try on this search when we talk tomorrow. On the, okay. We're going to try Marie Callender, the product, and we're going to type that in, and then we're going to, we're, I'm going to narrow down and look to see how many, you know, what type of dinners they have, and you know if this turkey and dressing is available, and we'll see. We're going to get okay. to the bottom of this. All yes, right. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Marianne, if, okay. if you can hear me, please, please unmute yourself. We'd like to have you on here because you have your hand raised. Let me see if I actually got to. Good morning. Okay, go ahead, Marianne. <laughs> Sorry, I had my I, my hands were busy <clears throat> with some breakfast this morning and such. Um, it is like 56 degrees this morning in, in Boulder. And um, I am, will be double dipping a bunch of the convention today and, and doing a lot of session stuff. When she was talking about all the food stuff, I was thinking of, of Target because I was at their session yesterday talking about their app and its accessibility and so on and so forth and some of the ways they do shopping and such and uh so and i've not really played around with the target app so i guess i will have to do that <clears throat> and see what that's all about and thanks for finding me on the app mike that was really cool when i was looking for uh my notifications last night um i was like michael Locke wants to share information with you i'm like yes well i was testing it to see how many people <laughs> would actually use that but that was a cool feature that's in there that you can network. it's a very cool feature the last convention that i used crowd compass for uh was two years ago at a cochlear convention with my husband but none of our friends were using that feature so uh, I was I, I look every day to see what my notifications say and so on and so that one was really cool. So I did say I would share with you. So you'll have to let me know what that looks like afterwards. But I but I did export the contacts and that really worked. <clears throat> I was at the Amazon thing yesterday as well. Um, so was I. I was shopping in the grocery store and and zooming at the same time. I enjoyed doing stuff like that. Good times and good guide dog seminars yesterday and such and for those who are keeping track of the things and there have been a few people who've shouted me out and asked about my puppy um uno has now gone to the chiropractor four times and he had one little episode but it didn't really seem that like it got way way less than it had been in the past and he's got a clean bill of health from the chiropractor but we did find out that there was uh, his very top vertebra was out of place and that does affect a whole bunch of nerves that are right near, that are right at the base of the skull and such. So um, we're hoping all that really, really clears things up. We go back to the to, to him in August and then probably like three month intervals just for him to get a quick little adjustments and such. And it's amazing to watch the process happen and it only takes a few minutes, but it's um, it's truly amazing. <clears throat> there is no more weight loss right now. I'm on a plateau and living there, uh, but I'm having me a nice little smoothie this morning with bananas and frozen fruit and spinach. Hate spinach. That's why we put it in a smoothie. Oh, too healthy, man. Man, too it's, healthy. it's way too healthy, but that means I can have something unhealthy later on, and that's probably going to happen. By the way, my daughter and, told me that I'm a bad influence on your brother, Marianne. 
Well, my brother's probably a bad influence on you too. <laughs> Sorry. So, and Saturday we're having uh we're having a banquet party. Um our chapter's gonna have a banquet party. Maybe we'll be one of the ones that gets dropped in on, I hope. Because we do have one of the national scholarship winners in our chapter. <clears throat> and hopefully he'll he and his family will feel comfortable enough to come. We're going to have it in one of our members has a big backyard and we're going to put some tables all around and most of the people are going to bring their own food, but we bought like pre-wrapped desserts and beverages and so on and so forth. So everything's individual and people can take their own and not worry over all of that. We bought ice cream and cookies and stuff like that. It's all pre-wrapped. And um, hopefully we'll have a really, really good time and a, um, a small but fun turnout on Saturday. Very good. Sounds good, you Mary You always Ann. have such an interesting life. I always enjoy hearing about it every week. <laughs> I feel like I live a boring life. I and I will say something to you because I, you know, I was very, very impressed with the NFB and how they do their presentations, Marianne. And, I, and it maybe I'm sure Mike, when Mike and I could talk about this, so Mike will do it as well, is that when their presentations start on a certain time, they end at a certain time and they're right on schedule. And I really was very impressed with that. So yeah. I told you it's a different atmosphere. Uh, I get it. Thank you, Marianne. You're welcome. Okay, we have Alan Ramos out in California. Go ahead, Alan. Hello uh, to the panel. Uh, nice morning to be zooming along. I uh, attended both conventions, the California Council of the Blind Virtual Convention and the ACB National on Zoom. So that gave you, you got a lot of good information, right? Oh, yes. It, a lot of good information. It was very interesting because these conventions, uh, first time they've tried, you know, to doing it virtually. So it is a very interesting convention, uh, even though there were technical glitches along the way. Well, whenever you involve yeah. Zoom, whenever you involve Wi-Fi yeah. and you involve people, you're going to have some technical glitches. I don't care if you're the NFB or ACB or... Lions Club or whatever the case may be, you're going to have technical yeah. glitches because you got people. But so you have to also remember, Alan, this is the first time that they're really using Zoom. Yeah, but this is going to be the new normal, normal even but though the, the conventions. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jenna. The thing is that's so amazing is that so many things were going on at the same time. Can you imagine the stream? Because oh they had five streams going most of the time, and that doesn't count just the Zoom and the video that went with all of it. I can't imagine. But it's exciting. It really is. Uh, for the first time, anything has ever happened like this. They showed the guy's studio that was helping him out, and he had four different computers oh, running. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's amazing how this could come together. I was really impressed. Well, I, I think there's a need for it, whether it be NFB, whether it be ACB or big conferences like that, that knowing that a good percentage of people cannot go to those conferences consistently on a yearly basis. Maybe they don't have the income. Maybe their age is such that they can't travel as well. Um, there's lots of good reasons for this to be this way. So, but Alan, you're sounding good, good, good. Oh, oh thank you very much. Okay, do we have anybody else, Jeff? Yeah, well, we got some more coming in. We have uh, Beth Mullen out, out in the Minnesota. Okay, go ahead, Beth. Good morning. 
Oh, good morning. Can everyone hear me okay? We certainly can. Go ahead. Because I've got a pair of headphones on and I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> um, could I say something positive about the situation with the virus? Sure. Well, last week and this week, I had a little bit of the test for the virus. I should say I had the test for it. And there was a National Guard doing it. And there was a nurse that came in with them. And it was wonderful to be able to do it because there really wasn't much to it except just a little tickle in my nose. And then I asked him, how finally... Oh, I finally asked uh, today, how how soon do we find out the results of these tests? And the National Guard, the gentleman told me the very next day, but he said, let's just say no news is good news. And I said, well, hallelujah, that's good to hear. They say so. the labs are getting so backed up, Beth, that sometimes people have to wait three or four days for their results. But if you, but but they, they will not tell you if your test results if you have the virus. If, in other words, they will tell you if you have the virus or you test positive for it. But if you don't test positive for it, they will not call you to let you know that. That's right, and that's what what the National Guard when he meant when he said no news is good news. But that I mean, at least then I'm sure I don't have it so far. And they're going to do it one more time next Wednesday. So they're just doing it three weeks. I didn't. I thought it was just one week, but I didn't realize this that, that there's a three week thing. There's one day each week. Wow! wow. Very good. Thank Continue. you. Continue. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Next we have Ellen from I believe Albuquerque, New Mexico. Good morning, everybody. Anyway, um, yeah, I was just going to touch on a couple of things that, that were mentioned earlier. Um, as far as the distancing goes at, at at the grocery store, at Walmart, what I do is um, I'll have, I'll, I will follow along with somebody who pushes the cart, and then they reach me, and when they, you know, they'll pick up the stuff. But um, I do keep a little bit of a distance between me and the person that's pushing the cart. This is, and that's only due to the fact that I can, I have enough sight that I can see to do that. Now, um, as far as the virus, um, we're doing well in that case, except for the fact that my good friend Susan, I found out yesterday, does have it, but she's asymptomatic, which is good, but yet she's locked up in a rehab room right now. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's. But this, you know, it's not not too too bad with that. Um, there was something else I wanted to comment on too, but I forgot what it was. <laughs> well, you'll come back if you think of it. Yeah. Yeah, you'll come back if you think of it. Okay. Okay. Jeff. Next is Buddy Liberman. Go ahead, Buddy. Go ahead, Buddy. Hey, Jeff. Hey, good morning, Bill. Uh, I got two or three things to tell you. Uh, I want to thank Dave and Chris for doing the demo about the speaker. I bought the HSN, had the 12 boost one for 119, and I grabbed it, and it's wonderful. It, oh, man, I hooked it to my cable box, and it's just, uh, the audio is, is just wonderful. That's, thank you for doing that demo. And Microsoft Edge updated itself. When you got a um, i7 processor and 32 gig of RAM, it don't take long for that computer to update. And um, the Freestyle Libra now has, I've got to fix it today, you don't have to have the meter. If you, my endocrinologist told me and the doctors, uh, the pharmacist said, and he's correct, if you have the app, 
on your phone for the Libra has an app that you just uh, put the phone up against the uh, sensor, and you know uh, it's, you had to sign about 20 different agreements <laughs> with Abbott Labs of this app, and I've still got to create an account after doing all that. It works. Uh, it's it's supposed to work. Now you don't need the meter, and that, that's a good idea. And I'm getting my DMR number today for Ham Radio. Uh, that, They've got the GD seventy seven for one hundred and twenty nine, yeah. and it talk, talks all the all the menus. Jeff, you might be if you're interested. As a matter of fact, I'm buying that. As a matter of fact, I was going to ask Bill Sparks off the air, but I can ask him on the air if we could get people from the Blind Ham's uh, group to talk about the GD seventy seven. I know it's a it's a kind of a niche audience, but yeah, uh, I will sure. talk to you about that, Bill. But I think I think if we do it right, we could be it could be an interesting show. So I'll I'll leave that up to you, Bill. Oh, that's no problem. Good. You thank, talk thank, to me about thank that. Thank you, Bill, and thank you, uh, Nancy, and I mean, Chris and uh, David for doing the demo. That speaker is wonderful. I can hear so much better. Uh, I recommend you get one of those. I'm going to call the company and tell them how wonderful it is. It, it's a wonderful speaker, and uh, it beat my surround sound all the pieces, and it, it really made the audio a lot better. Thank you. Hey, can I say one thing to you, buddy, before you go? Um, yes, sir. Uh, what, when I buy that GD77, it's not going to cost me any money because I'm going to use my credit card reward points, and after the special they have on their website to buy it, I'll still have money in my credit card rewards account after buying that radio. Oh, good, good, great. Let me know how it goes. I'm, I'm, they've got firmware updates, and uh, it talks all the menus, so that's, that's going to be wonderful. Good stuff. I want an Amazon Studio, at least one. I, I want that. That looks. Uh, Mike can talk about that stuff, Mike Jennifer. I was really impressed with what they were talking about there yesterday. Good, oh, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, we. I just, uh, I just wanted to say to Buddy. Uh, the app for the labor has been out for, we, we've had it now for, what, a year and a half, Bill, would you say? Yeah. I was one of the and, first uh, ones to get it, actually. Oh, yeah, so you don't and, have to use the meter. You, you no, don't have to no, use the meter. I don't. Just put it, just put that's it that's correct. It. Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah, you just have to have it on your iPhone and whatever. I started the very first one. 63 degrees here, going to be 90-something, 91, 91. going to be that here, too. My thermometer said it was 89 or 91 yesterday. Uh, good, good stuff, buddy. Uh, let's see who's next, Jeff. Are no, we we're, done? we're caught up. Thank you, Bill. We're, we're caught, caught up. up. Well, I'm going to take a few minutes um, trying to work everything in this morning. We're not as crunched for time um, with um, with with. Um, yeah, heck, you can go until noon. Right, whatever the case. <laughs> but we're going to bring on. You know, there's a lot of people who love their hometowns or where they've lived all their lives or whatever. Well, this lady's taking it to the next level. Kathy, are you kind of ready to go? Sure, whenever whenever you all are ready for me. So, I, I know you mentioned something about the strawberry. Yeah, we're going to be getting that to that in just a little bit, but we're going to we're going to work you in and let you talk about um a little bit about Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. I guess my first question to you is, and maybe this is part of your thing, who in the world is Jim Thorpe? Who is Jim Thorpe? Yes. He Well, most people would recognize him as a famous American athlete. He was an Olympic hero, and he was in the 1912 Olympics, and he won some medals 
um, when he was in the Olympics, and he was over in Sweden, and uh, the, the the king of Sweden, King Gustav, he gave him medals for the pentathlon and the decathlon. And he, the king actually said that at that point in time, he was the greatest athlete in the world at that point in time. And apparently, from what I've read, I don't know if this has changed since the book has been written, but apparently it said that no one has accomplished those two things since Jim Thorpe has. Jim Thorpe was a Native American Indian, and uh, his Native American Indian name, Wantak, is, um, is, is a name that's meant to be bright, bright path, and he did have a bright path, <laughs> so that's just a, a bit of that. And uh, So, now, did he lose... Wasn't it taken away because he was Native American and it took years to have it restored or something? Um, what you're thinking of is he did have his medals and he was uh, playing what he was stripped of his medals for was that he chose himself personally, he chose to go into the minor league. And I didn't know that could occur. I didn't know that factor that your medals can be stripped away from you just because you choose to go into the minor league. And so they were stripped, but they were restored back to him posthumously after his death. They, um, his wife and different people really talked to the authorities and his medals were restored back to him posthumously. So. And Kathy, if you want to see a good movie and you can find it, it's, and you can rent it or or buy it, it's a it's his story, the Jim Thorpe story, and and Jim Thorpe is played by Burt Lancaster in the movie. Ah, yes, yes. So, but you go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. We actually have been declared. There is a declared national holiday here in Jim Thorpe of Jim Thorpe birthday, and it's in May. <laughs> so that's pretty neat. And his body is buried here. So, so do they it? do have special festivals or something on the holiday? Yes, we do. We have, uh, there's a park downtown here, which is walking distance for me. It's only about two blocks away. There's a park, and they have a festival there and different events. And they even have the high school track team run because of Jim Thorpe's uh, history with running and uh, athleticism. They have the high school uh, children, well, the teenagers and so forth, they have them running and doing different events in honor of him. And there's music, there's food, there people set up stands, and there's, there's speeches. It's just really great. It's really neat. So when was Jim Thorpe, when did they change the town name to Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania? It, that was before I was born. That was 1954 is when it officially happened. And there's a way, there's a reason why that happened. There was a man by the name of Joe Boyle who was, a, he ran a newspaper. He was the publisher and editor of the, at that point in time, I don't know if any of you know, but the town used to be called Mock Chunk, which is M-A-U-C-H space C-H-U-N-K. And that's Native American Indian. And that means Bear Mountain. And that's B-E-A-R. 
Bear Mountain. And the reason for that is one of the main mountains, as you come into this area, looks like a big, huge bear sleeping on the ground. If you look down at it, it looks like a big bear. So the Native American Indians, they, of course, did everything by description. When they named things or when they named people, everything was for a specific reason as to an attribute about something, what a person, person's personality. They always had a reason for that. So that's why we were called Mock Chunk. Well, this man, Joe Boyle, who ran the newspaper, which was the Mock Chunk Daily Times, um, he thought that the economy in the early 50s was very, very poor here in our area. It was very bad. So he decided to do a, pro a program. He asked all of the readers if they would be willing to once a week donate one nickel, just one nickel, all out of all the area, and try to reestablish some industry here in our town to get some industry back built up again and people did really contribute to it they really really did it was once looked back in Forbes and they said in the end they collected about the value of $35,000 <laughs> so um, but the reason how Jim Thorpe got in the mix of this is Patricia Thorpe that was Jim Thorpe's wife she was in Philadelphia and she saw this talk on the on on the TV, she saw this interview regarding all of this on the TV, and she thought, hmm, maybe I can do help them, plus restore my husband's name. She wanted to be able to restore his name, restore who he was. So she got in contact with Joe Boyle, and through that process, they discovered they were going to try to build up Jim Thorpe, well, at that time, Mock Chunk, which they did. And so Jim Thorpe's body was brought here and buried uh, for a temporary location. And they had a big vote, big, big vote here and at the time in the early 50s. Around 1953, they voted, and they wanted to see what the people thought of the idea of changing the town's name from Mock Chunk to Jim Thorpe. And it was a 10-to-1 vote in favor of changing it to Jim Thorpe. And so they did. It was a 2,000, over 2,000 votes, well over 2,000 to compared to a negative vote of maybe about 100 and some. So that's why we became. And um, <clears throat> Patricia, Jim Thorpe's wife, she said, oh, in the process of this, we're going to have you set up with a sports arena, a sports stadium in honor of him. We're going to set up a hospital with 500 beds. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But <laughs> none of her promises came through. We didn't. We never got the hospital. We never got the sports arena, stadium, and all that. But uh, we did get the name changed. And we do have a monument on the east side of town. And, yes, 1954 is when it was changed to Jim Thorpe. And that really brings in the main economy here into Jim Thorpe, into our area. The tourism. Tourism is a big, big thing here. And uh, people will come to see the history of the town, the coal mining industry, because we were once, at, at the beginning when uh, Muck Chunk was settled, it was settled in 1818. And some people from Philadelphia 
some entrepreneurs, some engineers, some ingenious people by the name of Josiah White and Erskine Hazard and a German immigrant by the name of George Hatto. They gathered together and they put their money together. They got their wits about them and they came here and they developed this big coal mining outpost a shipping outpost on the Lehigh River. The Lehigh River runs through the center of town. And uh, Mukchunk was once divided into two towns. They were officially two towns. You had East Mukchunk and West Mukchunk on each side of the river. I'm on the west side. I'm a West End girl. <laughs> but uh, so, but it's uh, on the Lehigh River. Josiah White he developed these um, these barges, these arcs, with what they called bear trap locks and hydrostatic sluices, and they had the, uh, the shipment of the, all the coal, which came from a nearby area nine miles away called Summit Hill, and it was pulled up over the mountain, and it started with horse and wagon, and then it eventually went to something that's very, very unique to our area, which was called the Switchback Gravity Railroad. I don't know if any of you ever heard of that, but this whole railroad system actually led to the development of amusement parks with the uh, roller coaster. And at one point in time, our area was second in tourism to Niagara Falls because it's very mountainous, very placid, very beautiful. There's mountains all around us. There's streams. It's just really, really pretty. And so there's hiking trails, there's biking trails. On the Lehigh River, people like to go rafting, whitewater rafting. There's streams and lakes. And there's, uh, you can go cross-country skiing, you can go downhill skiing in our area. So there's lots of things. But um, <clears throat> it started out as a company town, um, and the gravity railroad system, the switchback, <laughs> people, at first it was just done pur purposely for the coal. And they didn't even have to lug the coal up and down the mountain or anything. They just put it on these, these boats these carts and the gravity was on a the, the what how the gravity worked it was on a wheel and the weight of the carts being pulled down the mountain made the empty ones pull up the mountain so it made a big circle so nobody had to do any extra labor and Josiah White was very instrumental with Erskine Hazard in developing this system of the gravity. So it just worked on its own. The gravity of the weight of the coal pulling it down took the empty ones up so they no longer needed the horse and wagon to take it to the uh, to the Lehigh River. And then a canal system developed, and it went to the, what they called the Lower Lehigh Valley Division, and they went to Easton, which is 46 miles south, and then the coal was transported from there to points south. It went to Philadelphia and all points south. And then after some time, then the North Division was developed, and that went up by Whitehaven to Wilkes-Barre. Then it went to points north to New York. And it connected, the canal system connected into the Delaware Canal. 
And then uh, it also connected into the people could come on to boats. At first they came on to boats, which were called packet boats, and they would travel with the freight and the mail, and they could come on the boats until they could meet up with the railroad. And some people got on to at the uh, New Jersey side of the Hudson River, and they would get on these packet boats, and they would come to Machunk, and then they could travel further by boat. Uh, they would be put on a boat train, or they would just get on a passenger train and go to whatever destination they wanted. Uh, but there's beautiful things here. Another attribute here that's unique is called the Glenanoco Falls. I don't know if any of you ever heard of the Glenanoco that's O-N-O-K-O, Glenanoco Falls, and they're very, very beautiful. And the reason why they were called Glenanoco, there was once a, an Indian princess who wanted to marry a, a, a person from another tribe, and her father said no. He, re, he actually forbade it. She was not allowed to marry the man from the other tribe, and she was so devastated and so brokenhearted that she decided to jump off the cliff and, and kill herself. So that's why it was, so she did it out of love. <laughs> so it's, uh, so that's why it was called Glenanoco. But that's another tourist attraction. And there, uh, when the tourism really, really started to build up, a big, huge hotel was built in the 1800s, late 1800s, and it was called the Mansion House Hotel. And people, very elite people would come into the area and very professional people and they on the trains and in the book it shows you know how the people were dressed in the victorian garb with the long dresses and the men dressed up in their tuxedos and we were once a very thriving and very wealthy area uh one of the people we had that was very instrumental in that his name is asa packer and his mansion is still here. His mansion was built in the mid of the 1800s, 1861. And he, when he died in 1879, uh, he was considered the third wealthiest person in all of the United States. He developed the Lehigh Valley Railroad, and that, uh, that transported coal. It also eventually transported people. And our, one of our big coal things here was the anthracite coal. Anthracite coal was once very, very important to loads of people. So it was transported all over to the Great Lakes. It was transported to other towns, other cities, to New York and all around. And there were once 1,000 railroad uh, locomotives going all over. And uh, so the railroad continued long after Asa died. But Asa Packer's mansion, I've toured it many times. I think I could give the tour myself. It's a beautiful, big, beautiful mansion. And he had a son. Well, he had several children. He had some daughters, and he had some sons. But one of his sons is Harry. And Harry's mansion is right next to Asa's. And Harry helped him with the, the production of the coal and the Lehigh Valley Railroad. Another thing that Asa was instrumental for is the Lehigh University. He developed the Lehigh University, so he's well-named for that. And uh, so, yeah, there's many, many things, and that's how it processed from 
being just a wilderness settlement here into the coal industry and then into the railroad industry and how it progressed then into tourism. And we still have the tourism. And then the, the economy rose and fell, just like any other place. It rose and fell. But uh, it was really interesting to see how Jim Thorpe's body was brought here through the process of Patricia seeing that segment on the news in Philadelphia. <laughs> so it's I a, thought that was really neat. But, well, uh, let me ask you this, in, in essence of time here. What, sure. What is a modern-day Jim Thorpe? What is it like in 2020? And I'm, not, I'm discounting the coronavirus and all of that fallout but how is how is the economy today and we do acknowledge you gal but how is the economy today it's uh, pretty good actually tourism is quite big here uh, despite as you said bill the um the coronavirus has played a factor in time but we have gone into what our state refers to as green uh, for now, <laughs> um, we uh, but people still have to wear their mask, and uh, that's okay. But uh, the businesses, the businesses are slowly reopening, and the what we try to do here, or the Carbon County Chamber Society, the came, the chamber, they try to restore and refurbish buildings to once what they look like in the Victorian era. And everything is refined and lacy and pretty, you know, velvety, and uh, the buildings are beautiful. But the, uh, the economy is building back up again, and especially on the weekends and holiday weekends, they're always promoting things. They're always trying to promote things to draw people here. And we find people from all over. I've even heard people from overseas walking well, around i can hear them speaking. yeah isn't your city the swiss capital or have something to do um isn't it a swiss oh i know what you're thinking of bill it, we're considered the switzerland of america the switzerland of america well, let me ask you this question before we wrap some of this up and get on to our sure. demos and those kind of things where exactly um, if people are, you know, we we know you're in Pennsylvania, but where where are you located? Are there big cities around? Are you close to New York City? Are you close to New Jersey? What are you close to? Well, the nearest city is Allentown, Pennsylvania, and that's about 30 miles south. New Jersey, the nearest point of New Jersey would be Phillipsburg, New Jersey, the, one of the northern areas of New Jersey. Uh, our border reaches New Jersey on the upper side. And then New York is up north of us. To get to New York takes, for me personally, would take about three hours, probably about three hours. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there was um, one of those canals that I mentioned was the Morris the Morris Canal, which brought the transport of coal and industry from here into New York. And we had the Delaware Canal going into the southern parts of the state. But, uh, yeah, so we have connections from people coming up from Delaware to New Jersey, New York. Um, Ohio is on the other side of the state. But we are considered the southernmost point of the Pocono Mountains. Uh, we're on. We're along the Appalachian trails, and we're um, the southernmost point of the Pocono Mountains. Well, you're close but to people, Baltimore, Philadelphia, New York City. So you, 
you're not that far from either of those points. How far no, are you I from mean, Easton, Pennsylvania? I'm sorry. Uh, Easton is 46 miles south of us. Okay, sorry about that, because I went to the Crayola, I took my daughter to the Crayola Crayon Factory there in Easton, that's why I asked. In fact, that was one of the instrumental locations of an outpost of, uh, to transport the coal. That was considered the lower Lehigh Valley Division. That's where Josiah White really started his, his coal industry. So, Very cool. I think uh, we've got a question for you, too, before we wrap this segment up. I think, Gail, do you have a question in reference to this? Well, topic? no, uh, it didn't refer to this, but it, okay, sounds, then. it mm-hmm. sounds interesting to me. I was going to ask a question about something else. Okay, well, then we'll get back to that, that in just a moment, okay? Sure. Okay. okay. For the, the sake of the podcast, we'll, we'll stick to that topic. Any other final things you want to wrap this up with or any other high points that you think we need to know about Jim Thorpe, PA? I think uh, just the main thing is its beauty. It's really a beautiful high, a beautiful place to come to for people to relax. And most people, when they come here, they'll say, oh, it's so serene here. And the, not only just the buildings, but the the surrounding areas of the mountains, it's peaceful. There's a, there's a switchback trail that the trolley system used to go on, uh, where people would look along the, the mountain trails. And the and so it just, I would have to say that, and tourism is really nice. There's lots of good restaurants. Uh, there's uh, novelty stores. And... Uh, so, yeah. It's- do you see a future for Jim Thorpe? Do you think the tourism and this is going to continue? I do, especially considering it's a virus. <laughs> hopefully, Lord willing, with the virus, hopefully it, right. well, it dissipates. And uh, and also, we have a big place called Penn's Peak, which is on top of one of our mountains. Penn's Peak also hosts many uh, concerts there. Popular name brand people come to perform there. Diamond Rio has been there. Uh, Vince Gill has been there. John Michael Montgomery, REO Speedwagon, uh, various people have performed there. They often have a list of concerts, and that's that's right here in town. So that's another industry that helps our our economy because the artists will often stay at the inn at Jim Thorpe, which is a refurbished building from the 1800s. My building itself, I forgot to mention, uh, my building itself was once part of what they called Millionaire's Row. And I often joke and say, hmm, I must live in the servants' quarters. <laughs> <laughs> Not there yet. But you got to keep working on it. Got to keep working on it. Kathy, thanks so much for your your segment. We really, really, really appreciate it. And keep promoting Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, because everybody should do that. And thank you for being so well prepared. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, that means a lot to me. I really studied hard. I wanted you to be proud. I wanted everybody to be proud. <laughs> so so I've, been, I've been studying hard all week. You, you did well. <laughs> well, you made it very interesting. We're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna teach you about a new thing on the computer and on your tablet called Wikipedia and all kinds of different sources you can look that stuff on. So you did quite well. 
I was going to say, you, you, you didn't even need a slide projector. You did so well, Kathy. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, Bill said he's going to get the small town girl into technology. <laughs> get you into uh, some, some technology. Gail, if you're still there, we'll put you on and thank you again, Kathy. Um, you're very welcome. Um, Gail, if you're there, you can ask your yes. question. Go ahead. I'm, I'm here. Go ahead and ask your question if you'd like. I, I don't know if this fits the topic, but I, well, maybe I'll call my computer people too, but I was just wondering if anyone knows how to delete folders in Microsoft Outlook. Well, the, the easiest, probably the easiest way, and I think Michael would agree or Jeff, is get on the folder that you want to delete. Make sure you're on the actual folder and hit mm -hmm. your delete key. There should be in, well, you can even hit the applications key and go down to where it says delete folder, and that should be able to do it for you. Well, yeah. thanks a lot, Bill. You want to make and sure. And I that think you're I'm going to get going a little bit here because I think I'm going to check the NFB stuff okay. out. All right. We have yeah. a hand raised from Bill oh. in Chicago again. All right. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, number one, uh, Cat hit the great tour. I've been to Jim Thorpe. I spent a week there back in the early 2000s. It's the greatest place you ever want to go. And I mean, as far as history and, and that stuff. And also, another thing that Bill may want to know, and some people, the Indianapolis Canal on 63rd Street up near Broad Ripple, that was an extension of that coal mining Canal wow. stuff to, to take coal into Indianapolis and supply coal. I wow. mean, it went a long way. I mean, it went through the down the you know down the rivers and stuff, and then went into the Indianapolis Canal. But it was all pulled by horses back then on the canal. Because mm -hmm. uh, Bill would probably be familiar with this. If you yeah, uh, you you can see the canal on 63rd Street. It disappears under the city when you get down there more downtown. But it was a great place, and and I've been there, and I've been, and also. Uh, what they're going to say. Oh, it is also another great place to go is if you get a chance to build more mansion, um, the Vanderbilt place. That's really interesting. That's out in Rhode Island. And it, it, there's a lot of a lot of interesting places that you can travel to. You can get people to, to even at, even Bar Harbor, Maine, because you got Acadia National Park with the thundering, the thundering uh, geysers and all that stuff. It's really. Yeah, I've been in every state except California, Alaska, and Hawaii. And I've been as far as Quebec, Canada. So I've been all over these places. So, cause well, my, my daughter, yeah. loves to, my my daughter loves to drive, and well, since the wife passed away, we're not doing that much. But before then, we would go at least two, three weeks every year and just drive everywhere. We've driven there, never, never took a well, you never fly. I have done the train to Seattle from Chicago, and those, but we've driven everywhere. And Jim Thorpe was stripped of his medals because he played in the minor leagues and got paid during his Olympic trials. And you can't be paid during your Olympic trials. That's how yeah. he got stripped. Well, now they do. He didn't realize that back then, yeah. that you couldn't work and get paid and still participate. But you can't be paid and participate. I'm not sure now, but back then it was that way. Well, now they got <laughs> professional athletes that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They, yeah, they, I know they, they changed a lot of the rules, but the rules were back then. You had to be. Uh, oh, 
one thing I did forget to mention for you sports people um, is that Jim Thorpe was in uh, eight football, professional football teams. He participated in eight of them, and he was in the New York Giants baseball team as well. Yeah, very, 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 very good athlete. You want to say something, Jenny? I was going to say, we was talking about the chewers. If if they don't have it on a podcast, and you can find it someplace, if they the one of the chewers that I went to at the convention was a uh, an audio described tour of the Wright Brothers Museum. And that was that was really cool. That was just like you were there because they told you about all the panels in the exhibit and what the text of the exhibit was, and described the layout of the place and told you like how far along the the walkway you'd have to go to get to the next exhibit. It was I learned a lot that I didn't know before. But good stuff, and that was good, very good. Let's see, we have a couple races. We have one more hand. We have Ellen in um, Albuquerque. Go ahead, Ellen. Yeah, hi. Um, a quick question, Kathy. Um, what is the population there? A little over 5,000. Oh, okay. I was just curious on that. And um, I remember what I was going to say earlier. We finally were able to get our haircuts. <laughs> I mean, it was a must. <laughs> so at least we were able to get that done. And, and uh, so, I, you know. That, that uh, is a big thing. Yeah, that was huge, really. And uh, oh, Dave and Chris, uh, thank you. That rejuvenate works wonders. Good. That's. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. We really like it. Yeah. 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 It worked out. In fact, I recommended it to another friend of mine. She was looking for a floor cleaner. I said, you know, go to Walmart, go to the cleaning island, and you'll find it there. <laughs> rejuvenate. So, yeah. Um, do we have any more questions before well, we... I know Bill has his hand raised again. I don't know. Uh... Before we before we go to Dave and Chris's demo. Okay, Bill, can you make it quick? Yeah, real quick. <laughs> real quick. Uh, kudos to Jennifer's thing about the ACB convention. I listened to the White House tour, and I've been to the White House twice, and they did a perfect good job. And the Wright Museum... I've been there. They did a great job on that. And also Mount Rushmore. I've been to Mount Rushmore. They couldn't have described Mount Rushmore any clearer than if you could actually see it and be right there. Everything went on. I mean, and I, the one I really missed, uh, my friend in, in Indianapolis, Don and Jerry, she heard the Hawaiian one. I'd like to heard the Hawaiian. I missed that one. But I have to give ACB kudos on those tours. Whoever was doing those things, however they did them, they should be made available to anybody who might want to rent them or even just find them because they're really terrific tours, all those things. A lot of, lot of good stuff. All right. Without further ado, unless I have any objections, I think we're going to we're, we're going to take a trip to Strawberry Land. What is this thing called again, Chris and Dave? It's called a Strawberry Huller. It's uh, just a little handheld thing, real inexpensive. Well, six dollars and thirty-three cents. Can't be the price. You, see, they complain because you do. You, you complain because people complain because the items are too expensive. So we're right down there. We're, we try to do a variety, but right. Well, I'm just giving you a hard time. And but, then, after that, for people who might want to know, we have a strawberry salad recipe coming up. So stay tuned for that. Good morning, everyone. Well, 
You know, we we always talk about um, devices for cooking and so on and so forth. And today, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about strawberries. It is that time of year, and past that time in some areas of the country, Arkansas strawberries come in last of May, 1st of June, but ours don't. And, you know, there's all kinds of crazy devices out there, and crazy uh, talking caller ID. Sometimes they... Just decided. as soon as we started this. That's it right. rang all morning. <laughs> there's all kinds of devices out there for cooking and everything, and... and um, in our case today, we're going to talk, as I said, about strawberries and what you can do with them. And um, what we have today is a little gizmo, doesn't cost very much, called a stem gem. That's stem gem. And uh, I have this little gizmo in my hand. That's spelled S-T-E-M space G-E-M. It's called a Chefin Stem Gem Strawberry Hauler, and it's from Amazon. And right now, anyway, it's $6.33, so you can't beat the price. Right. Well, I guess they're shipping on that, I suppose. No, it's a prime item. A prime item? Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's all kinds of them on Amazon. Uh, you can get the same thing in a pair. Uh, you can get other kinds. That just happens to be what I picked out about what six weeks ago right and uh what this does is it pretty much what it says uh, it it's used to get take the stems out of the strawberries <clears throat> now i have this unit in my hand and it's three and a half inches long from the little button on the right end and to down to the point on the left end that's about three and a half inches and if I start to the top on, on the top there's a button on the top a great big button it's spring-loaded and just down to going from right to left is what I'm doing now um, and if I bring my hands down uh, from the button I'm gonna come to an extended it's like a handle um, it sticks out on on two sides, one let's say towards me around. and one away from me, and that's what you hold whenever you're ready to do the strawberries. And then if you if you bring your hands on over to the left, it gets a little wider. It's round and and it gets a little wider, and then it comes down to a point. And Chris is going to explain how to use this. I chose not to use it because of the surgery I had on my hand, and I'm not able to press this button. It's a little hard to, not hard, but it does take some, a little bit of hand strength. So I'm going to turn it over to Chris. I'm going to give this gizmo. That's that's really all, all there is to describe on this unit. Now, if you look at the end, the pointed end, if you hold, if you put your fingers on the pointed end and you push the knob or I'm going to call it the plunger because it actually does plunge into the bigger part. Well, I called it a button, but you can call well, it whatever it, you it, want. It is a button, but it's it, it acts like a plunger. But if you push that, it's and you watch those little ends with your other hand, it spreads them apart. Those ends 
are made up of four metal things that come out of the wooden end and each one comes to a point and when you let the plunger up so that the ends come together it does form a bigger point so the object is you're going to open the the metal things by pushing in the button with your fingers on that well, I handle use my, that I, I was use, talking I about. use my thumb on the button and my fingers on the handle. You're going to take a strawberry. The easiest way to do this is to go ahead and pick your leaves off. You don't have to, but I have found it goes better. So you push in that plunger all the way for most berries. A tiny berry, you wouldn't push it in all the way, but you push it in. You stick those four metal points into the strawberry which I just did on the whole part where I pull the leaves off. You try to get that stem in the center of that, where that those four metal things are gonna go in. Let up on your button. That thing, the, the hauler is now holding the strawberry and you give it a little twist and pull it out and you come out with the haul. So you're going to hold the strawberry in one hand and then this other gizmo in the in the opposite hand. I like to hold the, the strawberry in my left hand, but it just depends if you're left or right-handed. I'm going to do another one, and sometimes you have to give it a little bit of a twist to get it in there. Not usually, but sometimes. And it does a pretty good job. Sometimes you, sometimes you do miss a little piece, but it's a whole lot easier than trying to... Uh, trying to get in there and dig that stem with a knife out. or something and and sometimes you have to go at it twice because it doesn't pull out there there is a, a little bit of an art to using it um that's why we waited a little bit to do the demo because it's not hard but you have to learn how to twist your wrist just right and pull and that hole just comes right out then when you when you pull that out you oftentimes have to push that plunger in again to release to, the stem. to release the stem and sometimes you actually have to pull it out with your finger depending how big it is but it's a whole lot easier and while I've been sitting here talking I've already done six berries so you can see that it's it's pretty fast. Doesn't make any noise. No, it doesn't. <laughs> well, unless you had your ear up against it, I suppose. And these are pretty good sized strawberries. Yes. Matter of fact. Wait a minute, I stopped it. Mm. I thought I did. I guess I didn't. Okay, well, anyway. Matter of fact, if you want to put it over here close, we'll see if we can pick up it pulling them out. Okay, we're going to see if we can pick this up. I'm going to stick it in. Okay, now I'm going to pull it out. So that probably did pick it up. Yeah, it probably did. It's pretty amazing. You know, one of, the, one of these little gadgets, uh, gadgets that, you know, you take a look at this thing and say, what in the world is this stupid thing? Because it, you know, looks like a piece of junk. Well, sort of. <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I did my first batch of strawberries that I got in with a knife this year. And... I remembered, I remembered seeing some of this stuff, and I thought, I wonder, 
wonder how that works. I've never had one. I know a number of people have that I've talked to. I've, I've just never had one. And I thought, you know, for, I think I paid seven for mine, seven something. It's six something right now. Probably because strawberries are going out of season a lot of places. But I thought, you know, for seven dollars, what can it hurt? I mean, if it doesn't work, I guess it just doesn't work. But all you have to do when you go into Amazon is put I to find it, I just put strawberry hauler. And like I said, this is called well maybe I didn't say this is called Chefin C H E F space N apostrophe space strawberry holler. So some people call them cappers, but th- this happens to be called a holler. And that's um, that's what it is, and it, it really it works well. And like I said, on a smaller berry, you might not have to open it quite all the way because you know you. I mean, sometimes. It doesn't open that far, but if it's a tiny berry, it, it might be too far. So you just you just want the stem in the center, and if it's too small, the berry's too small, you just back up a little. And sometimes, like just now, I had to go at it twice. I didn't get it in quite right, so I just opened it, pulled it out, and went again, and it, it worked just fine. There's a there's a bit of an to it, but it's not hard. It just takes a little practice, is all. Well, it's like anything else. you got to get used to it. But it does work, and it does a really nice job, and all you see then on the strawberry is the hole where that that stem is. Looks like you just took something in there and scooped it out. And then if you want to slice the strawberries, you can use any one of the devices that that are out there, like the mandolin, and or you can just use a knife. Or a you knife, know, if you want to. If you're not doing a whole lot of them, you might just want to use a knife. Or sometimes, when I was growing up, we used to squeeze them and put sugar on them. Now I put Splenda on them usually, but we just squeezed them up because when you put them over shortcake, if they're squeezed up, you got all that juice and it gets down in that cake, and it's really, really good. These are nice sweet strawberries too. They'll make a uh, really good uh, strawberry Whatever. shortcake. Whatever. You know that's a hint. Yeah. Well, we don't have any shortcake now. You tell me after I just got. You make an a, a nice order. big Dave Rickard sized shortcake, and uh, maybe have some ice cream to go vanilla ice cream to go with that. That would be awesome. Well. Now I'm really getting hungry. Well, now see, you got to tell me this stuff when I make the Instacart order. We just got an Instacart order. What, 45 minutes ago? Yeah. With the strawberries? Yeah, when we found it after yeah, they after delivered they it. Yeah, they delivered it, we had to hunt it down. <laughs> they, didn't, to... they didn't put it where it was supposed to be, and I had to do some searching around I don't, the property to find it. I don't know what is so hard about come up the driveway, look for table on the left on the deck, and put it on the table by the rail on the deck on the left-hand side of the driveway near the top. Well, they put it at the very top of the driveway on over close to right on a picnic table. So go figure. I don't yeah, know. Really? And while I've been running my mouth, I've done a whole container. Can't beat that. Good strawberries. Uh, this is from Amazon. It's called a Chefin Strawberry Holler. C-H-E-F space N apostrophe space 
strawberry one word space holler h-u-l-l-e-r if you put that in the search field you'll get a hundred and something of them will come up <laughs> but this this one that should be the first one you find because it, it if you put sh- if you well, it's the first one I found anyway. If you want to do a find for Chef, you can do that and come right up on it. It's, like I said, $6.33. So, you know, it's kind of nothing ventured, nothing gained. It's cheap and affordable for almost anybody. And if you don't have a Prime account, then find a friend who does. <laughs> well... As you can see, the thing works like it's supposed to. Looks kind of goofy when you take it out of the box, but it does exactly what it's supposed to do. And um, Chris is happy with it, and I'm definitely happy with it because uh, that's going to give me some strawberry shortcake, and uh, I won't cry about that. That's what he thinks, anyway. Yeah, that's what I think. Anyway, if you have any questions about this product, you can always email Bill Sparks at Bill at BillSparks.org. That's Bill at BillSparks.org. And if he doesn't have the answers to the questions, he'll get a hold of us and we'll make sure you get the answers to the questions that you might have. Or if you have any questions or comments regarding this specific item during this broadcast, you may reach us by calling 646 646- Five five eight eight six five six. That's six four six five five eight eight six five six. Press pound as instructed. When you are asked for a meeting ID, enter eight four eight seven two five four five zero. That's eight four eight seven two five four five zero. You'll be instructed to press pound again. And when you are asked for a user ID, press pound one more time and you will be in the room with us where you may make your comment or ask your question regarding this item. Well, that's all the time we have for this demo. Stay tuned next week for another exciting demo. Well, now that we're back, maybe it's time for Chris's recipe concerning strawberries since we're on that topic. This is a strawberry pretzel salad. I'm sure many of you have had it before. It's one of my favorite ways to use strawberries. Two cups or about eight ounces of crushed pretzels, just regular old pretzels. Three-fourths cup melted butter. That's about a stick and a half. Three tablespoons sugar. Eight ounces of cream cheese softened. One additional cup of sugar. One eight-ounce container of Cool Whip. One six-ounce package of strawberry jello, and that's the large package. Two cups of boiling water. And two ten-ounce packages of frozen strawberries partially thawed. You cream... Yeah, well, you first you crush your pretzels and put them in a 9 by 13 glass pan. Melt your 3 quarters cup of butter and stir in the 3 tablespoons of sugar. Spoon over pretzels and bake at 400 degrees for 8 minutes and don't bake it any longer than that. Cool completely. And you're going to cream your cream cheese with one cup of sugar, 
add your Cool Whip, stir that together, pour over pretzels and chill. Meanwhile, mix your strawberry jello and your two cups of boiling water and add your two packages of strawberries that are partially thawed. Let that sit in the jello mixture for about 10 minutes or until the jello begins to gel just a little bit and you pour that over the top of the cream cheese mixture and cover it if you have a cover that's not gonna touch it you don't want to put saran or anything like that over it but if your pan has a cover you cover it with that refrigerate it and it will be ready in an hour or so sounds good I really like that stuff. With the exception of the cream cheese. Even with the it cream cheese. Well, it also makes like a pie. Yeah, it's sweet. Yeah, it does sound good. I think Bill might have a question. Yes, he's got a question. <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, I don't have a question. Uh, that's a great dessert, uh, Chris. I've had that before. My aunt used to make that. But I'll tell you, your strawberry holler, uh, I hate to, well, we use this here at the house, and I learned to use this back when I was a little kid, back in the 40s and 50s. My grandmother would, would uh, haul strawberries, and she used a corkscrew. You just screw the corkscrew into the top of the strawberry and pull the hull right straight out. And that's all I ever use. And as far as Chris, I mean, Dave, your strawberry shortcake, if you got strawberries there and no shortcake, you can do what we used to call the poor man's shortcake. You take some real good white bread, break it up, put your strawberries over it, and pour some cream over it. That was a right. poor man's shortcake when I was a kid. Sounds we, we, good. Yeah, I lived on a well, farm. If you got angel food cake, you can put angel well, food cake. You can do angel food cake, too, right? Same thing. But we, that was the poor man. We just called it the poor man shortcake. Or crushed bread. Ritz crackers. Uh, yeah, I've never tried it with crackers. I've never tried it with well, Ritz. Ritz, but see, we, not, not saltines. Yeah, oh, yeah, Ritz crackers. Well, see, we had a farm, and we had a half acre of strawberry patch. And I, I hated that thing to pick those every year. But. <laughs> Shortcakes would be better. Or if you had butter cookies, you could put it over butter cookies. Yeah, anything like that, right. But we used to just use white bread. We didn't have shortcake or anything right now. Because we'd have strawberries. We could have strawberries any time of the day of the week you want them when we grew them. And we used to carry them in bags on the farm on the tractor and eat them as a snack just to get rid of them. We even sold them, and you still couldn't keep up with them. A lot of them would rot in the, rot in the patch. You couldn't get to them fast enough. I remember when I was growing up, and um, the farmers around our house um, would pay the kids to come and pick the strawberries. Well, oh yeah, right, right, right. The, yeah, the yeah, first time yeah, we, I went, I decided I was going to help, and so I went with my brother, and we went to pick strawberries, and I'm picking away, picking away. And my brother came up to me and said, "You're not supposed to pull the whole plant out of the ground." Oh no! <laughs> I said, "Well, I didn't know." That, that's the thing. That's the thing. You know. Yeah, I used, we used to. Yeah, but we did that one as a kids too. I mean, we would go and help other farmers. I mean, they'd pay. You know, you would get paid a lot, but you, you made you made a, a few pennies or something to to um, earn some money. In my opinion, that's the trouble with kids today. They they have nothing to do. They don't they don't want to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, we got and like twenty five cents for a container. They used to right, pay right, kids right. in Arkansas to work in the tomato fields. 
Right. Well, we do. We grew tomatoes. We we grew well at least fifty acres of tomatoes every year, and we would hire kids to come in and pick tomatoes, or anybody want to come pick them. They back then in the in the fifties and sixties paid a buck an hour to pick oh pick all the tomatoes. So, have tomato fights, by the way. Yeah, once in a while you throw a tomato at somebody, you know, you'd, you'd find a, usually a bad one, one that may be already rotted, you'd throw it at somebody. Yes. You know, oh, <laughs> sorry I said that. Speaking of, speaking of tomatoes, Bill, a guy left me use one day a potato gun. I don't know if you're familiar with what they are, but it's like a couple of pieces of PVC pipe, and then you put it together, and you put a, a striker in there, and you put... Um, and a uh, a cap on it, and what you do is you take the cap off, and you you, you uh, take an, like an aerosol can and spray it in there, and close the cap, put a tomato in the end of the barrel of this gun, and fire it. Well, <laughs> I tried it one day. <laughs> the tomato went across the, the uh, it went across the road and splat on the side of the neighbor's garage. That's the jet trouble. Uh, I got yelled at. Mm. Hey, uh, before we get to Joe, because Dave and I were talking about it, how many people like food when you go to the fair, all the fair food that they have? Oh, man, yeah. Well, You can just they, eat your way around the fair. They canceled the fair, but the people who run the fair said, well, that's not fair to the vendors who sell the food. And so here in Albany, New York, uh, we have the Altamont Fair in Albany County. And what they do is you is they open up the fairgrounds. And they, they they had a hot tub exhibit that that this past weekend. But what you do is you go you, you you don't leave your car and you go to all these vendors and they have all the food you can have. I had a, a London broil steak sandwich and they had sausage sandwiches, and they had my favorite fried dough. Oh, and fried Oreos and cheese sticks and candy apples. So what do you guys like, uh, Dave? What do you like? The funnel cakes. You like those funnel cakes? How about you, oh, Jenny? Yeah. I love the elephant ears. That's the fried dough, right? If I'm, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, on the fried dough with the cinnamon and sugar on it. Mm. That's real flat. How about you, Bill? I probably could eat that uh, London broil steak. Yeah, you're a man after my own heart there, Bill. You certainly are. So. Oh, and the sausage is always good, too, with all the green peppers and onions. That's true. Joe, you have you had your hand raised? Go ahead, Joe. Oh, yeah. I was just memory lane. You put me to memory lane. It's either 1953 or whatever. Some of us at the Minnesota Braille and Sight Saving School at Faribault, on a cold Minnesota winter day, we would walk down to the movie theater. And I, I remember this movie about Jim Thorpe. It's flashing back in my mind. And I, I don't remember what teams he played for. But, man, it was the cheering. Grotani going to the 25, 35, 40-yard line. And record-breaking stuff that he did. You pull it, some stuff in, in the memory bank, bang, it just pulls out miraculously. But that is absolutely fantastic. Aww. Yeah, as I said, it, was, it, was, it starred Burt Lancaster. Go ahead, Kathy. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I forgot to mention earlier, too, that Dwight Eisenhower really gave him great accolades for his athleticism, too, uh, because apparently Dwight Eisenhower played for West Point. I think I'm right, and uh, uh, the coach that had Jim Thorpe was Pop Warner, and he was uh, at Carlisle University. Jim Thorpe was at Carlisle University here in Pennsylvania, so uh, that's another sports item there. <laughs> hey, guys, I've got a, and that's great, Kathy, I just got a new item for breakfast. I 
because was desperate this morning, couldn't find, and I found Jennifer a croissant, and I had one of those, and I took the cheese off of it, and I pulled my blood sugar out to check for this time of day, and instead of being in the 100s, it's now down to 92 and falling, and that's pretty good for me, um, especially. Well, he just, thought he'd have too much bread. It was a croissant. It was a croissant, and I thought, well, it would cause problems, but now I'm falling. So mm. that's because of all the protein. It had sausage and egg, and mm. so maybe yeah, those things are good. Maybe that's well, a they are good. Pretty good thing. Is it a certain name brand? This one was by Swan, but I'm sure that uh, they make them by Bob. They do. They make Jimmy Dean. They make Bob Evans. They make uh, Great Value has one. Aldi's has their brand. But you can take this cheese off, Chris. You can take cheese off of any of those oh. if you do it while they're frozen. Mm-hmm. So that actually worked pretty well. It just and thought, pops right off. I'm in the falling mode. I mean, you just never know from day to day. Yesterday, mm-hmm. I struggled at 177, didn't know what I'd ate or I didn't eat, and then I eat this, and I'm now at 92 mm-hmm. this morning and falling. That's probably that brownie you ate yesterday with your Well, but lunch. that was just a little bit of a... Not yeah, like but even, it was so loaded with sugar, all that chocolate chips and... You and Jackie was knocking it down like two and three pounds a piece. <laughs> Not quite. I'm, so, I'm sorry. He's dreaming. I'm sorry. I couldn't eat that. You could eat a he's pound. He's dreaming. No. I don't know what he's been smoking, but. <laughs> Jackie was eating those brown. She likes potato chips, too, so. Oh, my God. That girl will get. And, folks, if you're going to buy potato chips, why do you want to buy them in these 32-ounce bags? It seems like they're all broken and. Whatever. Mm-hmm. She gets these swan buckets and puts potato chips by the bucket full. We're not talking we're not talking just regular chips. We're talking big things of just chips. Chips, chips. She'll chips have three or four buckets full of them. Chips. I mean, does anyone through a every couple days? Does anyone remember Charles chips when they you could buy the Charles they, they chips? They used and the to guy be would... in a can, but they, at least they weren't crumbled up. No, yeah. and <laughs> they had pretzels too, and they had uh, cookies as well. They were good. Those Charles yeah. chips, <laughs> those things. But yeah, she can. I don't know if it's in the transferring them of them or what the deal is, but I would like to find out about this croissant and why this today is going Because of down. all the protein you had with it. Oh. I, well, I don't know if protein would affect sugar one way or the other, but the carbs will. The carbs, but you didn't have many carbs. That's why you didn't. That's why you didn't raise because you didn't have many carbs. Oh. Well, but I thought the protein would help balance it, so it wouldn't. So the would help equal out the carbs. Because mm-hmm. you have a just a hamburger on a bun, lots of times, but there's mm-hmm. too many carbs in it. But hamburger doesn't have protein. Yeah, hamburger has protein. The beef, yeah, the oh. beef. But well, some proteins are probably better than others. But that mm-hmm. that that was a disaster. Uh, those yeah. chicken pot pies are the worst thing you can eat if you're diabetic. it wasn't that good to begin with and um so you didn't get your bang for the buck on that so well yeah there's carrots if you get schwann's my favorite used to be the schwann's ice cream i love their ice cream sandwiches and their uh 
I love their ice cream sandwiches. Those were really good. I like their drumsticks too. Yeah, we have some good. of those, Jeff. How many would you like me to eat? Uh, I'll t- oh, how about if we? You know, you do this to me all the time, but you know, between you and me, but it, Chris is going to kill you because we probably could eat a whole box of those right at once. If <laughs> well, some way or another, Jackie gets these gallon and a half buckets of vanilla ice cream, and her and Jenny, they make these big bowls of chocolate chips they put in their ice cream, don't you guys? You like those, Jennifer? Sometimes. Yeah, they get those. I'd rather have my little pint, though, to tell you the truth about it. So, someone just asked a question. What's up with the dog? Um... You probably don't want to go there. Well, all it's going to get a fence, probably. It looks like if everything goes right, we're going to get a fence, and the dog will be safe within its walled garden. What is that song? Walled garden or some kind of garden? My garden or whatever. What is the Robert Frost poem? Good fences make good neighbors. Well, everybody in the neighborhood now seems to be putting up fences. So Yeah, the condos ought to be paying for them. Right. But these fences, Dave, uh, this question may be for you since they're putting up this fence. The neighbors started putting up a fence. What, what, what harm will it be if I hook on to his fence? That's what the fence person said to do. I, I don't know. I think... I think before I did it, I would just make sure that it was okay with them. Because oh, yeah, I'm not going to do it without asking him, but is there any But it harm? would make sense. Is there any harm to Well, him? then the fence man was saying that if we use his fence for that one side, then there won't be two, two fences in there. There won't be grass that can grow up between them. Right. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is fence in your complete backyard. Yeah. Well, Bill's going to solve my fence problem here. So yes, Bill. The ex- he knows right. everything about everything. <laughs> okay, Bill. Okay, Bill. I don't know about Indianapolis area, but in Chicago, you can butt your fence against the fence. Say, like, let's say you got a fence running down the north side of your property that belongs to your neighbor on the north side. Right. Okay. If you build a fence, to, to say on the east side of your property, because see, you're south of him. If you build a fence on the east side of your property, you can run it from your property line to his property line, and it can, they'll have, they can't really, in Chicago, you can't hook it to it, but you can put a post right there. And that way, the north side of your fence is his fence. Now, if he decides to tear it down, then you're going to put a fence in there. But that's right. So if you do put two fences together, you're going to get stuff going between them, and you can't do it. But any any property adjoining you, their fence can be your, because it's on their property line, which is still your property line also. You can, you can, but against that fence, but you can't only, tie your fence to it. The only problem we might have is if his dog's not a digger, then there won't be cement under that side. Well, because yeah, with this one, we have to put cement all around so it can't dig under the fence, even though they put it on the ground. Okay, what you want to do then, don't worry about a fence. The guy who pours the cement foundation for the fence, okay, underneath. The fence that's next to your neighbor just put a cement slab, like a little sidewalk, right along the edge of that fence where he can't dig there. You follow me? Yeah. yeah. Put, it, put it about 12 inches out, just make a little concrete walk right along that edge of that fence. And he can't dig because he can't dig through the cement. That would be a lot cheaper. Don't, don't oh, put another fence because then you got problems of getting rid of weeds and stuff. But. That brings up one other little question. They want us to have a blueprint of our property. 
and we don't really know how to get that. And well, they should have uh, the it. City, okay, they should have it, or the city should have it. Every every property's got to be blueprinted. I mean, well, you think the management the, of the condo yeah. place would have it? Because they originally told us when we talked to them about getting the fence that you turned in the form to the architecture board, and they came out and drew the lines from where the fence would go. Mm-hmm. But now they say, they're oh, well, not, you need a blueprint. Well, they're not cooperating. Is that, is that the fence guy or the, or the condo piece needs a blueprint? The condo people. Oh, well, you could probably get that. part of their form. They want them to draw. Yeah, probably get that from the city, from where you live. They probably have a blueprint of that property. The city should have all property lines, because I know you're in Chicago. I can get get the property lines of anything, you know. It was when I bought my house, Jennifer. Well, it was was being built. Well, the guy did a survey of the house, and that survey is, is submitted to the city. Right. Well, once we get through all that and get that going and whatever and whatever and whatever, but... It should have never gone this far, but whatever. But yeah. but as far as far as your cement, just just have the guy pour like just a regular normal four right. inch deep slab along that fence that borders the neighbor. That way the dog won't dig it. Just means you'll have a little sidewalk there in front of his his fence. But that's that's cheaper than trying to put a fence there, and then then you got to worry about the weeds growing between the fence. Who's going to crawl between the fence and kill the weeds? There you, cut go. The grass. you can't do it, it won't be wide enough. So thank you, Bill. We got a couple of raised hands here real quick. Okay. Let's see. Tim, you got your hand raised. Can you unmute yourself? Yeah, there, ahead, Tim. Tim. Yeah. Tim, ask it, it's 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 wanting you to unmute yourself. <laughs> well as the time goes on here. It is it's a ten fifty seven here. It's a real challenge to try to get all this stuff that they want and and well they're making it that way yeah they are but there finally finally (laughs) i was going to mention that um that um when we did that with a fence um we definitely didn't want two fences going up against each other because of the like you said the weeds and all that stuff but most neighbors are pretty agreeable and i don't know how they do it with condos but with regular homes all that information should be available in the abstract and i'm not sure if home if condos if you get that or not I don't know, but they could be a little more helpful. We're trying to get that. Is it that. on your um, tax bill that you get that shows the the no. lot number and all that stuff? That would have that, but it wouldn't have the yeah. blueprint of the property. It would just no. that you would have to go to the city for that. Well, of course, so the city's it, closed, so that does pose a wee bit of a problem too. Uh, they're yeah. working virtually, so. Well, I'm sure the condo management probably has it. If they want to cough it up. Like, so, but. Well, they'll tell you to hire someone who could do the survey because they don't have to come into your property to do that. Yeah, once once we get that resolved here and we've got the other form filled mm-hmm. out, so we should be in pretty good shape. Well, we're on the end of the building, as long as it goes doesn't go past the end, why wouldn't that be? That's too easy. That, that's too easy. So. But Bill's right about that cement, and once we get that done, we'll be good. So yeah, I guess, unless, unless your dog is a beagle, then that never stops him from digging. 
Oh. <laughs> well, it won't stop digging. It digs. It, it digs holes in the yard, under the other fence. Maybe it'll go to that underground city one of these days. Uh, Whoa. We wouldn't get that lucky. <laughs> oh, that's Our beagle words. digs these nice big pits that, that, she can, that she can lay in it, and uh, she loves to. How's, that, my fa- right how's my favorite dog doing today, Tim? Uh, the one oh, that... Uh... Toto, are you doing okay here? There you yeah. go. That's yeah, the one yeah. I like. There you go. You people want your Tim fix. You just got it. So I guess it's time for us to start wrapping things up and letting you know we'll be back next week. Remember the big, the big announcement of the computer winner and we'll be doing that this will also be posted as a podcast and for those folks who listen over on uh the Fillmore network or you don't even have to you can still call that 773-572-3006 and push option number seven and you can listen to these the um the show right there and you can even listen to part of it and come back to it later. So you've got it. Have a good day. I'm off to the Lions Club and later no today. No Tim today. No Casino. Tim. Or Just, tomorrow or Friday. Or Monday. <laughs> I'm telling you, the boy thinks he's Johnny Carson. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, pretty soon vacation. I'll cut down to four days a week. That's it. <laughs> Have a good day, You'd miss everyone. it if you started doing that. All right. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.